like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are recording a little early in the week than we normally would. We usually record on Fridays, but we've got some things happening this week, so we are recording on a Tuesday, which means we will have a little less to talk about uh, with what we've been watching since the last time we recorded, since we just recorded a couple of nights ago. Although I've been kind of busy, so maybe, maybe I've seen a lot of stuff still. But... Um, before we get into our review of the week, which we are in our second week of September 2021 and our theme of uh, representing, uh, we're going to be watching, talking about the film Atlantics, uh, directed by uh, Maddie Diop, um, which I just read a cool fact that she is the first black female director to have a movie uh, represented or screened um, at the Palms uh, the Cannes Film Festival for the Palme d'Or, the like the movie, the big movie, um, which is both a cool milestone and also a shame that it it happened just two years ago that it took that long for one of the longest running film festivals to finally have a black female director represented. Um, you know, just much like uh, Candyman, recently was the first time that an opening weekend box office was uh, the number one movie was from a black female director. 2021 so a little more it's why this month uh of the podcast is even a thing because we're trying to expand our own viewing um and look look for that in our uh who what movies were selected trying to be a little more diverse so we're gonna be getting into our review of atlantics momentarily but before we do that we like to catch up with how things have been and what we've been watching since the last time we recorded so Corey, oh my god how you doing that was scary i didn't know what happened i was like what (laughs) Fine, how are you? It's good. What was that? Was that Annabelle? Like, what was that? That was terrible. It was Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was trying to pull up IMDb, and I must have hit a freaking ad or something. So sorry, guys. No, no worries. I've had this new thing. Um, I have the Alexa. Not you. Don't don't respond in my uh, the room where I record. But I had set it up a while ago, so when someone calls me, it like rings on the the echo. And um, it, it went off three times when I was recording BAMP today. Uh, and I was like, oh, my goodness, because it's like it rings. And then it also says like the person's name who's calling. So I'm just like, oh, man, um, I, I probably need to turn this feature off because I don't really utilize it for anything. It's just like and I don't really talk on the phone. So I don't even know why I set it up. It was just one of those things. It's like, well, I have one. Might right. as well use it for everything it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't call me. Yeah. Not like you personally, just like anybody. I am going to call you every day for this week. Uh, Don't make me block your number. Oh, no. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a generational thing, although there are some people who are just a few years younger than me or just like a few years older than me that are like really set on talking on the phone. And I'm like, I am not going to be I can't be that person for you. So I apologize. I remember accidentally calling our mutual friend. And I was just like, oh, my God, couldn't hang up fast enough, you know? And mm-hmm. it's not, it's just not anything personal, anybody. It Just text me and, you know, I'll get back to you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been fine. Been really, really, really busy. How are you? 
also busy. Um, we had, uh, you know, it was a three day weekend for me, um, which, and I guess for you too, uh, were you off Labor Day? Yes, but I was very busy getting my house in order. Got it. Yeah. I, um, you know, I had, uh, some additional time, but I had a lot of like grading and stuff to do this weekend. So I was working on that, um, making sure I have everything in order in that regard. Um, and, and like planning and, and things like that. Cause there's, I don't know. There's always obstacles and challenges and I, I am, I don't know. It was fun uh, talking to Matt um, today because I was asked by my friend who was a coworker for years, but now has moved to Spain um, and is teaching out there. Uh, she asked if things were as bad here as it sounds like she's hearing like reports from Florida and the whole COVID thing. And um, she asked, like, what, what is it like still being, like, in the middle of it? Does it, you know, does it Apparently noticeable? Jesus. Oh, that is so scary. I don't know what's happening. Um, but, uh, especially because you have headphones on. It's weird that it's still playing the ads out loud. Um. Yeah, because it's on my phone. So I'm just. Ah, 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 ah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, anywho, uh, aside from the terrifying ads, um, <laughs> I had this, uh, kind of revelation when she asked me that was like it doesn't feel like everything's as bad as it sounds but i also am like it it feels like i'm in a horror movie and i've used invasion of the body snatchers and it's mainly because of the scale right like of time but like when a student comes in contact with covid or whatever they are having to quarantine so they they vanish for like 10 days so like every day I, i go to class expecting my normal roster of students but every day one or two is not there. And so you're like, everything feels normal. Like, cause we have full classes and we have normal like expectations. And the, the state is basically acting like nothing's wrong. Some people are choosing to wear masks, but even the masks have started to feel kind of normal to me at this point. So everything just kind of feels like normal, but then every once in a while people vanish like invasion of the body snatchers, right? Like this, like they, they broke protocol and they were being replaced by a pod. And a few days later they return and they're a little different. You know, they're maybe, maybe now they're wearing a mask or maybe now they, they, you know, they they take something a little more seriously or they're just happy to be back or it's just, it's become so normal that I've, I've just kind of have like, I've become uh, used to it where I, it sounds like I'm okay with it. I'm not like, I really wish things were not bad and I wish people weren't vanishing for days, but I, I I've come to this thing where like, I have to be okay with it. Cause that is the world that I'm currently living in. And it's, that might be the scariest fact of all that I have become kind of like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. I'm the meme with the dude sitting in the fire den and <laughs> it's at the pub. I love that one. I use it at least four times a week. This is fine. Yes. Is it that one? Yes, this is fine. Uh, <laughs> that one's very appropriate all the time. But I feel like it's different when you're in the middle of things. Like if you're in the thick of things and yeah. it's been going on for a while. Yeah. I just. And here I in Florida, know. it's definitely like, it's not really going on, right? You're like, well, it is. It's, like, it's oh, not it's real. Like, it's not real. Like, well, it is. Yeah. But well, I it don't definitely know anybody. doesn't look the way we're doing everything like it does feel like it's not um even though like i i have had no direct like people that i know very well have died from it but i know 
like this person's husband or this person's wife or this person's you know cousin who lives in the area so you know i i i feel like i'm aware of it enough that it is problematic and yet at the same time i'm still trying to like be optimistic and hopeful for like normal things too not just for like covid stuff but just in general like i want students to be successful i want students to find you know their path and and whatever and and we're starting our first productions in over a year where like you know part of my classes they learn to make movies not just watch them and talk about them but last year that was just not an option because mm. so many were at home they didn't have access to equipment so we are like we just started today with one one class period started filming for the first time in over a year so it's really cool but it's also like really nerve-wracking you know like i can't they're not no one i mean there's no way to social distance with 1600 people on campus like not the not the way it's recommended you know is that how many people go to school there yeah oh my give or take uh you know some some that's how many are enrolled at the school of course we do have some that like are students on our campus that aren't actually having to come to campus because they are uh dual enrolling at polk state or they are uh doing like ojt so they sometimes they're at work instead of at school but give or take at any time that's how many students are enrolled at our school that's wild i went to school there and it always did feel very crowded but i never had any idea how many and it's obviously different because it's it's, so it's more uh, than when you were there, but Gross. probably I think we gradually increase, and we've added some some stuff since you were there, but uh, like buildings and stuff, but um, not many, not many, but a few. Um, anywho, that's what's been going on with us. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Have you seen anything since we recorded on Friday? Oh my god, I sent you that horrible Snapchat of my face. Well, true, yes. yes. I know one thing. Yes. Um. So I watched the new episode of Slasher Flesh and Blood on Shudder. And that's why really she was crying. En- no, no, no. Oh, okay. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Though I finished, I finished The Office again. There are uh, so many episodes of that that make me cry. Um, And then I watched My Girl, which was one of my favorite movies as a child. I don't know why... I loved movies that made me cry, but I loved to watch movies that made me sob, apparently, and I was, you know, on the brink of sobbing when I watched it the other night, and Bill had never seen that movie. Wow. That is un-American. And (laughs) he's, like, sitting there, and he, it really got him, too, um, Maybe I'll make him sit through my girl, too. Doesn't hold a candle to the first one, of course. But, um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm moving back. And I'm going to buy that house. And each of my cats can have their own bedroom. Because there are nine bedrooms. <laughs> I only okay. have four cats. <laughs> so, that means I, more cats. That's all that means. <laughs> I can't have any more cats. I maybe we'll get a dog, but I'm already like making plans for this house. There's a pool too, so that everyone will want to be my friend. Okay, you know? that's fun times. Yeah. So here we are. I'm making plans. Um, I like when you watch that movie, you know that the the house is big because of what it's used for. But I went looking for it, and I found some real estate out um app from found something, and oh my gosh. The pictures were very stressful because someone really loves knickknacks. 
like really loves them. So even trying to scroll through the pictures of the house, I was like having anxiety. Yeah, but yeah, it's much bigger than I thought. Yeah, which that's unrelated, but here we are. Yeah, so that's that's all I've been watching. How about you? Okay, so I've seen a bit. Um, I trying to remember exactly when, but I'm pretty sure I watched the two episodes of What If that I had not seen since we recorded last. Um, that's the D- uh, Disney Plus animated Marvel series that poses the question of what if this happened instead of the way it happened in the MCU, but it is mostly geared towards the MCU. I've really enjoyed the show so far. Um, I watched the two new episodes of season three of What We Do in the Shadows on FX slash Hulu. Um, I watched it on Hulu. I'm a big fan of that show. It's uh, There's the Taika Waititi film, What We Do in the Shadows. This is not a continuation of, but a reimagining of that same premise of what if like vampires existed and there was a reality show for them, like all the reality shows. Super funny. The series has been fantastic. I love season three so far. It's only two episodes in, but it's it was they were both very, very good. Um, and then I've seen a couple of movies. Now, this might seem like a repeat, but I watched Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I'm not talking about when I saw it at the critic screening. I'm talking about I went again and saw it at my local theater with my cousin because I liked it so much. I wanted to watch it again. And it holds up in a second viewing. Um, I watched uh, I've. I'm one movie away from completing the Alex Ross Perry suggested horror movies from the seventies list. Um, but I've watched this weekend. Let's scare Jessica to death. Audrey Rose and the Mephisto waltz. Um, I didn't like Audrey Rose, but I, I, and I didn't love let's scare Jessica to death, but it was, I don't know. It wasn't great. Um, it's not really for me though. Like Audrey Rose was annoying. Like I wanted that movie to end and it just wasn't ending fast enough. Yeah. Um, oh, have you seen Audrey Rose? Yeah. Uh, it, the gr- the, the, Isn't there a lot of screaming or something? Th- yes. It's like, like it, in, <laughs> the child actress is trying really hard, but she's she is noticeably trying really hard. And it's like this whiny, like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, stop Ooh. it. And it goes on for so long. It's so torturous. Like, Anthony Hopkins is fine in it. Like, he's good. He's doing Anthony Hopkins stuff, but it, oh man. Um, and it's also not like, it's a horror movie, but it's not like, it's definitely more melodrama than horror. And I get why it's considered horror because it is like a horrifying ideal and some supernatural type stuff plays into it, but it's not scary. And it's just, oh, it's so tedious. Um, yeah, it's been a while. But the Mephisto Waltz though, I found very, uh, kind of cool like i like the i like i really like the score um and i like uh the overall kind of premise it is a little generic um with some of the stuff or whatever but i found it engaging and at least watchable especially i did watch it like a couple hours after i finished audrey rose and the mephisto waltz was much more in vain with what i was looking for for a horror movie so it kind of was like a good palate cleanse after audrey rose so I've got one left. I'm waiting on Stepford Wives to arrive. Uh, I hope it shows up uh, tomorrow so I can actually finish this list. I'm one movie away. I just want to knock it off. Um, and it's all like I can watch it on like 2B TV, but they with all the ads. And I would I've already oh. ordered the, D, the DVD. So I just want the DVD. Side note, Audrey Rose was one of the worst DVD prints I've had. Um, it, it is literally a smaller square on your screen it does not fill any portion of the screen 
like it is in this weird black square mm-hmm. and i don't know what it's something with the print it was really annoying on top of the fact that the movie itself was annoying but then it had like not the best picture quality and it was smaller than my whole like i'm fine with black bars and i'm fine if the movie is intentionally a smaller aspect ratio than the screen but that was not the case here this was not an artistic choice this was a printing issue with this dvd and it was like it's really not an easy movie to get a hold of right now so that was fr- like a little frustrating too um i'm like maybe i should have just bought the digital copy which is probably it was a little more money to do digital but it probably would have looked better um at least i hope because i would have been really mad if i had the digital and it wasn't like restored at least to the screen size but um yeah that was annoying and so then, it had black oh, bars but, on the sides too it's top and bottom yeah Oh. Like it was literally like a square. Like Ew. it was a re- it was a smaller rectangle. Like it looked like it should stretch to the full screen, and it didn't. And it was I checked my like settings. It wasn't a settings thing. It was a uh, print thing. It's just how this particular print was. It was a smaller resolution than it should have been. Even though it's DVD, it was it was problematic to say the least. Like the sketchy like double pack of the Sentinel and Legacy looked better than Aubrey. Like the Sentinel Legacy and. Sh- or whatever that movie's called with all the S's like th- that looks like a bootleg copy that someone sent me. Like it looks like a really like sketchy three pack you get at the flea market kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Or like someone's burned the discs or whatever, but that still looked better than the Audrey Rose DVD, which is definitely like an official release DVD. So something was just, I got unlucky with that, but um, I'm almost done with, but not quite done with the movie hero from 2002. Uh, that stars Jet Li and several other um, actors who I'm not going to try to butcher their names, but uh, Tony Lung Chao Wei, who is in uh, Shang-Chi, which is part of the reason I picked this movie, but also um, I Shang-Chi reminded me how much I love Kung Fu movies, and I'd, I'd slept on a lot after 2000. Like, I was pre-2000, I watched tons of Kung Fu movies. It was like a favorite thing of mine. Got to college, and I kind of stopped watching them, and I missed a bunch of great ones. Uh, I did see Crouching Tiger, which was just before Hero, but I missed Hero. I missed House of Flying Daggers. There's like a bunch that I've missed. So now I'm kind of like, I'm going to catch up with all of these movies I missed. Um, I'm having a blast with Hero. I was trying to do work and Hero was distracting me because I was really like invested in what was happening. It's some gorgeous visuals. I still have about 20 minutes left. Um, I had to stop so we could record, uh, but I'm going to either finish it tonight or more likely I'll finish it in the morning uh, while I'm finishing up work stuff. But uh, really cool movie. I had I've owned it for a little while. I just hadn't got to it, and I started watching it tonight. And man, I mad at myself for sleeping on it for so long. Um, but that is everything I've been watching. So I think it's time we get to our uh, spoiler-free review to start with. Atlantics um, from 2019. This is Corey's pick for our theme for the month. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's directed by Maddie Diop. Uh, it's her debut feature. Um, I'm going to butcher all of these names, and I am so, 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 so sorry ahead of time. Uh, I believe it's Mame Benete Sane Amadou Mbo. It's probably not Mbo. It's, it's the Mba. It's probably more likely. I'm not great with these, like, consonant sounds next to each other. Uh, Treori, uh, Nicole Sugu, Amanita Kane, and Merima. Gasama is what we'll go with, and I'll stop there um, before I butcher anybody else's names. Uh, the premise of the film is in a popular suburb of Dakar, workers on the construction site of a futuristic tower without pay for months decide to leave the country by the ocean for a better future. Among them is Solomon, 
the lover of Ada promised to another Ada is promised to another. Though this this synopsis is written very poorly. Um, eighty five Metascore, a six point seven IMDb user score. Um, Corey, I'm not even sure exactly how you came across this movie to uh, to have us review it, but I knew very little about it going in. What were your thoughts on your pick for the week? So first, I want to say this about the synopsis. I think that they made it a challenge to themselves to keep make it a paragraph mm. broken into two sentences. So <laughs> me as a writer. No, I'm kidding. Um, but probably not. Um, I was working. I'm going to give a little bit of story about why I chose this movie really quick. I was trying really hard to find movies that neither of us had watched and mm-hmm. that I had read about um, the director in this movie and it, you know, being the Grand Prix uh, selection. I don't know. Um, and also somewhere I read that it, I think this one was also listed as a horror but it's not really a horror. But um, I was just kind of intrigued by the, you know, by the two sentence synopsis. Um, and I did watch the trailer and it looked pretty beautiful. I liked this movie. I didn't love it. Um, I felt like it felt a little long. Um <sighs> But I think that all the performances are really good. I wish that I had had more time to do um, more research. We were kind of talking about this before we recorded. But, like, to know a little more about, you know, the area and community and things like that. Um, There are some things I want to talk about in spoilers that I think were very... You know... um, they affected me greatly. Um, okay. So I I enjoyed this movie. So um, I I didn't know anything about this movie. I found out today. I was talking to Matt about it, and Matt had seen it. Um, Matt. Matt's often sometimes a little bit ahead of me on certain things like this. And um, I when it started, I, I watched this early in the morning on Saturday, and there needs to be a little bit of context. Um, I usually run Saturday mornings between 6.30 and 7 is usually our start time. Um, I run with a friend. He is working at the local hospital um, and uh, as a, a extra hours. And he had a shift at 7 a.m. on Saturday. So in order to run with him, we had to start our run at 5.30. Now, I recorded with you Friday night until about midnight. Yeah. And I still got up at 5.30 to run with him, uh, which concluded around seven um it wasn't quite like we got up at 5 30 we didn't start our run right when we were supposed we were supposed to be running at 5 30 neither of us were able to make ourselves out of bed fast enough for that to happen but we were running by like 5 45 6 at the absolute latest so i got down okay. about seven i was still very tired um but was like i'm like well, i'm awake i've eaten breakfast i'm gonna go ahead and try to watch this movie uh atlantics so i started it real early in the morning and then I, that was when I found out for sure that there were subtitles. I was not 100% sure. And then I was like, okay, there are subtitles. This is going to be a little more challenging uh, of a morning view, right, than, than I would have liked um, because I got to now really give it all of my attention. I can't, like, drift off or do something else without missing plot. Mm-hmm. And 
when it get when it, the plot started, I was like, I don't know if I'm up for this drama. Like, I don't know if I'm up for this romance where like this dude first, like he's trying to like Mac on her. This is early. This is not spoiler territory, but like he's, they're like off to this, like in this abandoned kind of building and he's trying to like get it on with her. And like a dude shows up and I'm just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm up for like young teen trying to get booty. Like, I don't know if this is going to like make me care. Um, and because again it's early in the morning i'm tired anyways and then like i'm having to read and like i'm just like all of this is going to put me to sleep i don't know what this movie like i don't know that i'm going to be interested in this i want to be i really want to be invested in this and it, at first i was not there is a, a a character whose name i'm i'm going to be real bad with the names i don't remember the uh the police officer's name is it isa that sounds right let me so that's uh amadou I'm so sorry that I should have looked that up how to say it. I I actually succeeded with that action. I looked up how to say all the Shang-Chi actors before Matt and I recorded today. um, But I did not do that for this. Apologies in advance. But um, when he shows up, I'm very confused. I'm like, what does this have to do with the plot? And so I'm getting now like real worried. Like this movie is going to be a mess and it's i'm already not invested and then there's gonna be like all this subplot that i'm not gonna understand the connection and then then i really start to worry about that that fear because he's like there's a mention of like oh you're sick you should go home and i'm like what now what is this what is happening and then it all comes together and i'm like oh this movie's brilliant i don't know what i was thinking i'm sorry i i doubted you movie this is really cool totally invested a whole 180 uh, attitude towards it. And um, I'm not going to reveal exactly what happens here because I do think it's a spoiler. I think the synopsis does a really good job of not giving away a major element of the film. I don't know for sure that it is a spoiler because other synopsises do reference something. And I think there is a, there is a return. Well, no, this synopsis doesn't. The letterbox synopsis uses a phrase that definitely implies the the quote unquote selling point of this movie for me. Um, but it still isn't directly stated. So I I feel like it's a reveal, and I don't want to say what it is. But if you've started this movie and were like me and thinking that I don't know, this just doesn't feel like I'm going to be invested. I say you got to give it a little more of a chance. Because once it kicks into full gear, it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of setup because there is a lot like the, the whole idea. I can can you imagine working at a job for four months and not getting a paycheck? Like I stopped working after not like paycheck. Number one doesn't come to me. I'm looking for another job. Yeah. Now, granted the clear message of this movie is there is no other job. That's why they kept doing it. Um, because this was the work that was available to these people and that's so upsetting, but that whole scene of them, like, be- like demanding their income and stuff is, is like so long. I hadn't even mentioned that, but that's the opening, like 10 minutes of the movie or so is like them demanding their, their wages. And then we meet the main character, uh, Ada or Ada is it Ada? Ada? I think it's Ada. 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 I'm going to just screw it. And that's not even a hard, that's three letters, folks. I can't even get that right. It was pronounced um, differently than I've heard it pronounced before right it's pronounced probably more natively to the the language that they're speaking which i'm not sure 
what the name of the language is uh, that they are speaking. They are it's set in Dakar, which I forgot now what the actual country's name is. Um, Senegal. Oh, oh, and it is in French Senegalese is the hyphenated. I, that's how we. I'm looking at an NPR article, so I shouldn't. I'm skimming, so I might have just found something incorrect. Ten years. Senegal to reconnect with her African heritage. Okay, so I think Diop might be not from Senegal Senegal in terms of like she was not born there, but that is her heritage. I don't know for sure. I should not be skimming an article and trying to talk about it as though I know what it says. Um, Anywho, that's probably it for spoiler-free review because uh, you liked it. I, I, I still think I liked it more than loved it, but where I was at the beginning of the movie to where I was at the end was a huge difference. Cause I was very much like, I don't think I can get into this to, Oh, I'm very into this. So I was very pleased uh, with that turn of events. Um, but let's get into spoilers guys from here on out. We are going to talk about Atlantics in great detail. You've been warned. So spoiler number one, everybody, uh, the illness that our officer was uh, suffering spreads. And so I'm like, is this a zombie movie? Is this going to be a zombie movie? And it kind of is. It's more of a ghost movie, right? Like, yeah, possession. Yeah, all of these people are possessed by the the workers who left uh, on a boat looking for a better opportunity in Spain. That was their idea. They're going to go up the coast of Africa to Spain. And there is a shipwreck uh, i guess caused by a giant wave like uh, in a storm is what it's kind of said the the telling of it's very compelling like i really like the way terrifying they, yeah the the way he tells the story um is is gut-wrenching and uh the look like the eyes like being white and like some of them look beat up when they're as a ghost form uh very very cool but the reveal that that's who these people are and more importantly that i think the um uh, letterbox wording is that uh ada doesn't know that Solomon has returned or something like that but it doesn't say in what form right so when i read that i assumed like as a jealous lover hiding in the shadows not as a ghost in the guy the officer you know like what and the coolest visual decision that the movie makes that diop makes is that you can see their true form in the mirror right so if you look at the person who is possessed in a mirror you see the spirit who's inside of them and so that sets up some really cool cinematography and especially the big payoff for the love scene when Ada and, and him reconnect, but he is in Issa's body, uh, Solomon reconnect, but we get to see a lot of it shot in the mirror. So she's actually kissing the body of Issa, but in the mirror, we see her kissing her, the love of her life, Solomon. And um, well, it's, it's very heartwarming. I do want to, though, I feel like often in, in movies, there is a predisposition for arranged marriages to be looked down upon. And I think especially as Americans watching it, because it is such a foreign concept to most Americans um, with arranged marriages, especially the whole idea that we have freedom. And so we get to choose who we are with and who we love. Um, it's not always a bad thing for the people who are involved in it. Like some people prefer arranged marriages and i don't think we should immediately look down on it as though it's a bad thing i feel like here ada clearly doesn't want it and thus it is a bad thing but ada i think to a degree is 
I don't know if we should be okay with her thinking it's a bad thing. In that, like, her culture seems to think that is the norm and the acceptable thing. And I don't know. I don't know if we're, like, projecting our own societal opinions onto their societal opinions. You know, like, as though one is the right way and one is the wrong way. Um, I think someone being forced to do something they don't want to do always will inherently feel wrong. A lot of things about that arranged marriage and some of the events that take place in the movie, though, that... oh. Yeah, no, again, that isn't, that is definitely accurate. Um, And again, I think, I think the judgment for this particular arranged marriage is coming from the filmmaker too. though. Like, I do think that it is like, this is not an okay situation. So I think it's a fair read, but I do think anytime I see an arranged marriage, my default instinct kicks in that, well, that's weird and not normal. And that's not always the case. I saw a movie at Tribeca this summer that really made me question my my predisposition to that perspective. And so I'm I'm trying to always be a little bit more mindful that just because our culture thinks it's not normal doesn't mean other cultures. Again, in this case, she clearly doesn't want it. And I think that is a problem, right? Because if both parties are okay with the concept of an arranged marriage, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. If one party doesn't want to participate, I don't think they should have to participate. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that it seems like there might not be. And I think that also, I see what you're saying 100%. But I think that when we come from a very individualistic society, though. We do. And I, you know, we all know that not all societies are like that. And, you know, you can be disowned from your family or you know, if you don't go along with their wishes or, you know. So the the big sick depicts it in, I think, a very fair way where I feel like both the women and the men in the big sick have a say in the arranged marriage part of it, right? Like, it's not like I am the the father and I have decided that you, Corey, will marry this person. And it doesn't matter about your feelings. It's like in the big sick, they depict it as though both parties are having some input in if, if this is the marriage or not, right? Yeah, it's not forced. This in this movie, the arranged marriage that Ada has with uh, is it is it David Omar? I think Omar, um, way off. Uh, is clearly one sided. Like, oh, and is it beneficial for Ada in the sense that he's rich? Yes, clearly that's a thing. And given the nature of the economic kind of story of this movie, that's a big deal because he is way better off than most of the people living there as at least the people we get to see. Um, and so it would be good for her. And theoretically, I would assume it would also be good for her family, but yeah, the, ooh, the, the virgin test, I was just like, Whoa, wow. Okay. Why uh, is no one concerned if Omar is a virgin? Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred. You see tons of double standards with the, the treatment and of course if she was not a satisfactory wife he would just take another she is told and they're um, talk- talking about that for it's not just like one person in this movie talking about that even her friends start saying well tell him i'll be his second wife you know like that it's i mean she hasn't even the marriage ceremony just completed i don't know what all is included with the marriage ceremony because then her marriage bed is mm-hmm. set on fire you know what i mean so i don't know 
you know, some yeah. sometimes it doesn't count unless it's consummated. And, you know, so I don't know where, but it's, they're in the middle of this event and they're already, you know, like talking about weaseling their way in. Yeah. Which it's hard to see any of her friends as true friends anyway, but. Um, I feel, I feel like Fanta and, uh, is it maybe Dior? Wh- whoever runs the bar. Is it I feel Dior like, that runs the bar? I think it's Dior that runs the bar. Because one of those girls is the one that's talking about being his second wife. But see, that I felt was more of like, like if, if Bill were rich, right? Like if your marriage to Bill was based on his financial situation and yet still had some love or whatever. And like your, your girlfriend would be like, Ooh, girl, you ain't happy with Bill. I'll take him. Like, I feel like that was more banter than like legitimate. Okay. Because it's like, I think it's like that dude's set. So, you know, go for it versus it being like, I want to take your spot. That was the vibe I got. But because also because Dior and Fanta are depicted as like more American in their sensibilities, right? Like they're, they're free. They, the the one friend calls them sluts because they don't wear like traditional Muslim garb. They <laughs> they flirt with the boys and most likely aren't virgins given the the whole circumstances that we uh, meet them. Did you hear also the part? Is it uh, Fanta, Fanta who uh, is the one who gets sick? And yeah, she's she's the one who gets possessed by uh, one of the the guys. And the, she's saying that something entered her belly button because she wasn't dressing. Yes. To standards. The implication that she was like impregnated by an evil spirit, um, essentially is like what they are implying. Like it, there's some, some weird, like, again, I I know very little about all of their culture. Um, I don't know if like the criticisms are, are being levied are about that specific area or about, um, maybe a, a, like, a branch or a uh, denomination of of the Muslim religion that I am not specific which one is being represented here. Um, So there's a lot of like little details that I don't know enough to really get what the commentary is, but there's definitely some commentary being made throughout this film. I mean, tons of it is, is, I feel a little like the financial stuff is easy for me to comment on because I can get, I get poverty looks the same everywhere right? People starving, people not getting paychecks. I can connect the dots there without having to know all the details. Um, but the religious stuff and the, the societal things are much more challenging to know if it's criticism or just mere, this is how it is observation kind of stuff. So, um, some of it feels like criticism and not, and that's not a complaint on my part. I'm fine with the director making a criticism about something she either agrees or disagrees with. I just don't know enough about it myself to really, get all of what is being said accurately and i don't want to make any misrepresentations i'm not that's not my goal at least i i just think that they do such a good job with telling us things without telling us things in Mm -hmm. this movie i mean we already know that the guys have a lot of desperation because they're not getting paid but then they'd go into the ocean in a boat that doesn't you know what i mean it doesn't it was sound... definitely not safe yeah yeah and um risking that they don't even t- they don't really tell a lot of people that they're leaving um that was the big heartbreaking part for solomon right is that um 
He never said goodbye. He he regrets not saying goodbye to Ada. And uh that man, when he tells her that, it's so it's so heartbreaking. It is. Um, I, go ahead. You know, and then we see Ada not um well, she gets arrested for not talking to the police officer or not telling him where Solomon is because some people are seeing him. So they must be seeing him in mirrors or something. Right. Yeah. That's the definite implication is that either, either that, or I think there's a possibility and I don't know this for a fact, but that maybe you could, if you put your like phone to them, you would see the spirit in them as well. So maybe like they, cause no, it can't be that because of the video of the, of the cop, he sees himself um, setting the oh. fire. Um, so yeah, it's not that, but so yeah, most likely they saw like Solomon in a reflection. They didn't necessarily say they saw him do the thing, just that they saw him. him. And so that would be simple enough as a reflection in a mirror or in a window. Um, is that Solomon? I I just saw Solomon, but they wouldn't, you know, when they would turn to see him, he wouldn't have been there because there would be Issa instead, but they may not have made that connection that it's one in the same, you know? Um, in fact, that would be a huge leap in logic for like most people. Like why would the spirit of of a guy who left B and this guy. And it is for it's foreshadowed because Ada has the nightmare of him dying. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a nightmare. I think the implication is that, you no, know, she had a premonition. Um, he reached out to her and then they came back pirates of the Caribbean style. Uh, you know um, the scenes where they are like the one thing I didn't understand, like when they went to the guy's house, who is the boss, we had not seen him before. So, like, you're just supposed to know he's the rich guy. Like, I kind of wish Omar was connected to the boss. Just to bring it full circle. Like, that Ada was, like, promised to the son of, like, the guy who was building the giant, you know, looming tower. Which, by the way, is a cool visual in this movie. That giant, like, futuristic-looking building um, that's an eyesore amongst the the rest of the the country. Um, That's just always, like, in the background. And it's... uh, ultimately like the beacon of their death right like if they had been paid like they were promised what was it 32 million like between all of the employees um obviously not dollars and also like split amongst a lot of people so it's not a lot of money for sure because she sells her iphone for like two hundred thousand, i think um yeah so you know definitely not dollars i don't know what the transfer rate is but assuming iphone is probably a thousand us dollars uh brand new not being sold used on the side of a road so two hundred thousand must not be more than maybe maybe five six hundred dollars would be my guess hmm. like and i'm i'm completely ballparking off the top of my head but there is like oh go ahead no i was just like because you know she's selling an iphone to a dude on the side of the road it's not like he's going to give her what he would sell it for and and he tries to sell it he tries to buy it for even less than that. And she's insistent on 200,000. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming, and he does go for it. So it's gotta be, he feels he can resell it for more than that. That would be the logic. Right. And he's selling pretty old looking cell phones outside of the one he buys from her. Like they're Nokia. flip phones and stuff like that. Um, but anywho, um, I think this movie is really good. I think there's a lot of little areas you can really dive into and explore uh, for sure. And a lot of it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. The ocean stuff is really very beautiful. And the, the love story yeah, sunset. Yeah. And the love story works. Um 
you know, it's it's heartbreaking at the end. Uh, I think Ada learns and she 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 does stand up for herself. She tells Omar to leave her alone. Um, I think there's a lot of positives there. A really good performance from uh, from Mame Benante Sane Sane. I don't know how to say her name. I'm so sorry. Um, this is the only thing I think she's done so far. And I hope she keeps acting because I think she's really good uh, in this movie because it's a tough role that they ask of her. Um, and yeah, this is the only thing on her filmography. So she may not want to act, which is, I think even more impressive that she's so good in this because she doesn't have like a background. It, it, it just, I feel like this just goes to show that Netflix is, I, I feel like too concerned about quantity over quality. Like I had to go digging for this. I had to specifically, go googling to find out about this movie yeah and again it has an 85 meta score which is really high for a meta score like it, remember meta score is like a, an average of each critic's opinion of this movie so it averaged in 85 like percent it's not like rotten tomatoes where a rotten tomato score is of the critics who reviewed it they either said thumbs up or thumbs down this is of the critics who reviewed it they gave it an 85 average so that's really high. Like a lot of movies don't stick up in the 80s. So for a Metascore to be that high, um, it does, it speaks to the filmmaking and to the, the story. And again, like you said, I didn't know about it. Obviously some people did because enough critics have seen it to, to generate the Metascore. But um, I, I definitely was not aware of this movie and I am very glad that you found it. Thanks. Um, I would say uh, for me, um, I wouldn't, I don't know. I kind of do feel like it's a must see because I knew I knew nothing about this area and it is making me want to read about it and see if this is actually like an impoverished area because of things like this and like the kind of corporate hierarchy, the, the extreme gap in poverty where there's like super rich and then super poor who are being, you know, taken advantage of by the rich. Um, and, but also like I find the, the horror elements again, it's not scary horror per se, but it's definitely got horror vibes because like the whole possession and the ghost element of this movie, that was not part of the marketing. Cause it's a cool twist in the story. I agree. I'm going to go with not quite golden pony boy. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm leaning to. Um, it's, it's almost a must see. It's still kind of a, a melodrama in, in and of itself. And so there is like, there's so many love stories. It's not one that I think is going to like, blow you away in the love story i do think the love is is earned and i think you really buy the love between the two characters but at the same time it does it takes a little while to really get where you're invested in that and i don't know if if the ghost thing wasn't a thing i don't know that i would have been invested in it. um but to be fair a lot of the story wouldn't work if it wasn't for the ghost twist because that's what ties the cop back into it and ties you know the illness that's going around the community uh that looks like it could be like a plague or something is possession. And so those are really, really interesting things um, that if you took that away, I don't think you'd have the same movie at all. So, you know, who knows, but I, I like that. It's a, a twist and not the selling point of the film. Agreed. Um, that is it for this episode uh, of movie club. We will be back next week with our review of Ooh, Bong Joon Ho's mother from 2009 that's an important distinction because there's other movies called mother it is bong joon ho's mother it is currently available on i think hulu um but we also have access to it because we own it 
Um, but we will be reviewing that. Uh, and then um, we have one more movie left in September before we move into our always uh, Halloween themed month of October. We always like to do some type of horror topic. So we'll be back next week with our review of Mother. In the meantime, if you uh, like to reach out and tell us what you thought about this movie or any of the movies we're reviewing for this month or any month, Hit us up on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews. Uh, Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And as always, if you like what we're doing, we ask that you take just a few minutes and rate and review the podcast because it helps other people find the show. And until next time, we say keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com <laughs>